0: Why do you do what you do? That's what we're going to ask her today. Welcome to the first installment of the Grow You podcast series. I'm your host, Kiefer Honeycutt. Our goal, our mission, our passion at Grow You is to help you grow and get just a little bit better every single day so that you can be the leader that God has meant you to be. Why? We know that becoming better, right? Becoming just a little bit better every day helps those around us to get better better right alongside us. So how do we do this? We do this by growing ourselves, challenging ourselves to get just 1% better every single day. When we do that, we'll be growing, constantly improving ourselves, and even the little setbacks, the failures that we have are going to help move us forward. That's how we become the leaders that God wants us to be so that we can change the world. In this first conversation, I want to start at the bedrock, the bottom of the Jenga tower, and I want to answer the question, Why do you do what you do? By the end of this talk, we'll be able to to put some serious thought into why you do what you do. So we're going to be talking about two ways that you can bring meaning and purpose to your life and the lives of those around you. If you're taking notes, I want you to write down two things. I want you to write down name the parakeet and buy two bouquets. Name the parakeet, buy two bouquets. Those are going to make sense later on. They don't ma- make sense right now, but that's okay. So before we get into all that, I want to give you some facts. As of 2022, suicide is the second leading cause of death for teens and young adults ages 10 to 35. In the past month, 25.5% of young adults ages 18 to 24 reported having seriously considered suicide. This is a higher percentage than any other age. Let that soak in for just a moment. Now maybe that statistic hits home for you personally because of a friend or a family member who you have who's hurt themselves or has taken their own life, and that's true, then my, my heart breaks for you. I'm so sorry that you've experienced that. Maybe it hits even more home because you yourself have had those struggles, those thoughts, those issues. I want you to know right now, you are not alone. You're stronger than you think, more than you seem, more than you feel, more than you know, you are loved, cared for, and cherished. You're loved more than you can imagine. Now, these statistics, they can seem staggering. They have tons of different reasons, though, on why they exist. They can be a rise in anxiety and depression. They can be a rise in substance abuse. They can be increased isolation, a lack of community. It can also be the increased exposure to pornography in our society and so much more. But so much of why suicide rates and depression and anxiety are so high is because people feel like they have no purpose in life, that like they have no, no meaning, that life is meaningless, that so there's no reason to go on. It kind of reminds me of uh, the story of Sisyphus. So Sisyphus is a Greek myth where a man named, you guessed it, Sisyphus, he cheated death twice and is punished by the gods by being forced to roll a huge boulder up a hill every single day, only for it to come rolling right back down as soon as it came to the top. His punishment was to repeat this task for eternity. Have you ever felt like that? Like you're being forced to push a big rock up a hill, only to have it come falling down at the end of the day. Like every day, every... Interaction with work, with family, with school is just another day without meaning and purpose. If that's you, I want you to get a pen. I want you to write this down. I want you to stop. I want you to take a note on your phone, whatever it is. I want you to write this down. Life will always be purposeless if we don't have purpose, and life will always be meaningless if we don't have meaning. To combat this way of thinking, this, this way of living without purpose, we need to know why we do what we do. So in Japanese culture, the name for what we're talking about is called ikigai. Okay? It's knowing your purpose in life. I like to call this having your hard why. The hard why is the answer to when life gets too difficult. To when you feel like throwing in the towel. To when you feel like you can't go one more step and you ask the question, why should I? When that creeps in, the hard why is the firm foundation that you build your life on. It's the thing that helps keep you going. Now, now. I would be doing myself a disservice. I'd be doing my God a disservice if I didn't tell you my hard why. Why do I do what I do? Why do I wake up in the morning, love the people that I do? What helps push me every single day is because I believe that in my life, my whole purpose is to bring glory to my Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why I do what I do. That's why I love Him. That's why I love others. That's what energizes me. That's what... Uh, I put in my coffee every single morning. That's what keeps me going. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you don't have to believe in that same why in order to get um, something out of this podcast, out of this talk, but I will say that it's kind of like having a phone that just has Candy Crush on it. If you don't believe in that, you're not going to get the full use and potential out of this. Now that we've established that, now we've established what the hard why is, let's talk about our two ways that we can bring meaning into life, that we can come about that hard why. First up, name the parakeet. There's that first one, right? Name the parakeet. In his book, Being Mortal, Medicine and What Matters in the End, physician and author Atul Gawande tells the story about a doctor who was working at a nursing home. So in order to try and brighten the moods of some of the patients, the doctor convinced the administrator to bring in all kinds of animals, cats, dogs, birds, rabbits, even chickens, to take care of the residents. What happened next was astounding. The doctor writes this, the residents began to wake up and come to life. People who had believed weren't able to speak started speaking. People had been completely withdrawn and not ambulatory started coming to the nurse's station and saying, I'll take the dog for a walk. All the parakeets were adopted and named by the residents. On top of that, the use of drugs for mental health and that nursing home dropped, and hear this, to 38% of the previous level, and deaths fell by 15%. How could this happen? Well, Gawande hypothesizes that it can all be traced to the fundamental human need for reason to live. You see, when you have a hard why, a life with purpose and meaning, then your life gets better. It's better for you and it's better for those around you. Why? Because leaders live for more than just themselves. When you live this way, you'll find that you're getting less depressed because no you know why you exist. You'll, you'll find you get less anxiety because even though things get tough, you'll find you're the kind of person who can stand up against tough things. You'll become less lonely because you'll seek out and find like-minded people who will encourage you and challenge you in your why. You'll also find opportunities every day to be a blessing to those around you because of your why. You see, you'll be blessed, but as leaders, we're not just about blessing ourselves, we're about blessing other people. And the things in your life will be things that you will be able to utilize to help and benefit other people. When you come in this mindset, your life will get dramatically better. It's not going to say there won't be hardships, there won't be difficult things, but you'll go from a stagnant leader to a living water kind of leader. You'll go from a selfish leader to a selfless leader. And that'll help you be the kind of person who God is wanting to be, a person who's always growing. How do you do that? You name the parakeet. You make life more than just about you, but instead of about the people around you. And since you're this kind of person, you wouldn't be if you're not listening to this right now. You're the kind of person that is focused on what benefits you. You focus on what benefits others. You're the kind of person who walks into every situation and asks, how can I leave this person better than I found them? That's why we're not going to just name the parakeet. We're going to think about how we can buy two bouquets. Let me explain. So I'm about 10 years old and my mom gives me two bouquets. It's the week of our town's Riley Festival, um, where we celebrate the author, James Wickham Riley. Um, It's a celebration that lends to his name. So during that week, we get out of school, and we go get to walk from our elementary school all the way to the courthouse with bouquets in hand. We place the flowers at the statue of this famous poet. Yes, it is as strange as it sounds, um, but we did it. Well, I'm kind of excited about this because I get out of school, and, you know, it's kind of beautiful weather and stuff like that. But every year that we did this, my mom, she would always give me two bouquets of flowers. She didn't do this because she was such a fan of Mr. James Wickham Riley, but she told me one year because some kids' parents can't afford to buy flowers. And because we can, we should help them out. She knew that we would be there, and because God had generously given us more, well, then we should give more to those around us. That idea of if we can than we should. It's been one that I live by every single day, and I try to pass it on to my children as well. See, as leaders, we need to live life thinking for others in mind. Craig Rochelle, pastor, leader, author, uh, writer, calls us being the you first kind of a leader. So you walk every situation, walk into every single situation thinking with the other person in mind, always thinking you first to the other person. This mindset acknowledges that God has blessed you, and you need to be a blessing to those around you. It's asking how your why in your life can influence the what and the how in your life. So here, let's get practical with some challenges here, all right, because if we don't do something with this, then what's the purpose, what's the point? Here's my challenge. I want you to open your eyes and love others. I want you to be a thoroughbred who takes off the blinders and runs into every situation intentionally. So the challenge is this. This week, I want you to make an effort to see three people around you who could use an extra bouquet. And that can mean giving a compliment to somebody in your class or or at work or in your home. And do it without the expectation of receiving a compliment back. Maybe compliments isn't that person's thing. Know that person's love language. Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's a close friend, maybe it's a family member that you know how they love best. If you don't know what love languages are, highly recommend Dr. Gary Chapman's uh, Five Love Languages. But let me give you the short version. There's the words of affirmation, given those kind words, those compliments. There's quality time, that's spending time with somebody. And that sometimes means you're not gonna be focused on your phone, you're not gonna be focused on yourself, you're not gonna be focused on what someone can do for you, you're gonna be fully present. Acts of service, going out of your way to love on somebody serving them, making them a cup of coffee. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. He said, when someone gets a drink for me out of the fridge and then opens it before they give it to me, wow, that, that means so much. They did that little act. Uh, you're talking about, uh, words of affirmation. We're talking about quality time. We're talking about, uh, Oh, physical touch. Now that doesn't, if obviously if our spouses, that's okay to have that physical touch. Um, but sometimes even a high five, a pat on the back, something like that can be so encouraging to somebody in a world where we have been so distant from each other for things like physical touch. It can mean so much for somebody that you just are there for them. And last one is gifts. Some people love little gifts to say, hey, I'm just thinking about you. I bought you some chocolate. Hey, I saw last time we were together, your headphones are all ratty. I just bought you this extra pair. Whatever it is, you're looking for a situation to bless someone at their love language. It can also be just sending an encouraging text to someone you haven't seen in a while. Text and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Hope you're doing great. Man, that means the world to somebody, especially when they're feeling depressed. Honestly, guys, it can just mean a kind smile you give to someone. When you smile, You're releasing serotonin in your own body. That's that's one of the pleasure chemicals in your brain. But when you smile at somebody, naturally, because of social behavior, we want to smile back. So you're giving someone else the gift of serotonin in their brain. You're blessing them because you're blessed. So this week, I want you to see how you can bless somebody around you. I want you to see how you can grow yourself but also grow the people around you. You're going to do the two things, right? You're going to name the parakeet. You're going to make life about being intentional with those around you. And you're going to buy two bouquets. You're going to think of every interaction first, how you can love somebody else. If you do this, you'll be growing just a little bit better every single day, just getting a little bit better to make your community and the people around you a little bit better. Well, that ends our first talk together. And I'd to say it's been an absolute pleasure being with you. Thanks for spending time with us, whether you're listening on whatever platform you are, maybe you're on a run, maybe you're on a walk, maybe you're in between classes, maybe you're just hanging out. I so much appreciate you just choosing this time to be with us. It's an honor to be able to talk with you. I wanna give a special shout out to, to Rachel. She uh, is editing this. She's doing an awesome job being able to kind of make sure that you can put this in your ears wherever you consume this. As we close, I want to remind you to be the blessing that you've been blessed to be. To do hard things, to do the right thing. Work every day to grow just a little bit more. Till next time, I want to say thanks. I want to say I love you. And I want to say that if you get better, the world will get better too. Thank you. Grow You is a next-gen affiliation with Parchinical Christian Church in Greenfield, Indiana. Grow You Podcast is hosted by Keeper Honeycutt. Music composed by Marvel Space. Like and subscribe on YouTube and or Apple and Spotify.